Imagine a business built on what matters most to you. One inspired by creativity and connection, where purpose leads to profit and wealth is measured not just by your bottom line, but by your higher self. Welcome to the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast, where we connect the spiritual with the practical to create a holistic approach to entrepreneurship. Leave the hustle behind and let your intuition lead the way as you grow a successful, fulfilling business and a joyful, radiant life. Hello, my wise ones, and welcome to the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. My name is Lee Shea McDonough, and I am very, very excited to share today's episode with you. This episode has been on my mind for quite some time, and it's a little ironic, actually, that it's taken me as long as it has to prepare and record it, because what I want to talk about today is the concept of urgency, of that feeling that so many entrepreneurs have of wanting to do something or wanting to have something, wanting to be something and do it all right now. And so there is this extraordinary sense of urgency that so often accompanies the work that we do. And I've known for several weeks now that I wanted to create a podcast episode about urgency. And it was always this, you got to do it, you got to do it, you got to do it. The, the irony of having a sense of urgency about creating content around urgency is not lost on me. But at the same time, I knew that I needed to slow it down and really reflect on what urgency is, when it shows up, why it shows up, and then what we as entrepreneurs, and particularly as spiritual entrepreneurs, need to do in order to work with this sense of urgency that so often comes up in our work and our lives. So that's exactly what we're going to cover today. I'm going to kind of walk through how I define urgency and how it has shown up in my business and in my life. Then we'll spend a little bit of time exploring why urgency happens and why we as entrepreneurs can be particularly vulnerable to urgency. I will share a little bit about my process for navigating urgency when it comes up. And then in the make it work moment, I'm going to challenge you to do the same. So I am very excited and honestly a little nervous to go into today's episode because I will be sharing some very personal moments of when I have experienced that sense of urgency in my business and how it has shaped the development of my work and my offerings and where I am today. So with that understanding that, yeah, I'm a little nervous, this feels a little vulnerable, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to dive right in and let's get to it. So when I think about what urgency is, the word that really comes to mind for me is pressure. When I am feeling urgency, I feel this intense sense of pressure that I have to do something right now. I need to make something happen immediately. So it is this very insistent feeling that something requires my immediate attention. And it is so compelling that oftentimes I cannot stop thinking about it. So whatever it is, whether it's a project that I want to do, whether it's a discussion I need to have, even if it's just something I want to be, for example, a successful entrepreneur, that idea, that concept is always present in my mind. And there's always this sense of push, push, push. I have to make it happen. I have to make it work. And if I'm honest with myself, and I am going to be honest with myself and with you, 
This is something that I have dealt with my entire life. I have vivid memories of being in grade school, you know, fourth grade and taking a test and feeling like I had to be the first one to finish the test, that I needed to be handing in my paper before anyone else. And I honestly have no idea why I felt that way. I, I didn't know then. I don't really know now, except that maybe there was this sense of if I'm the first one done, then I'm okay. Not just okay, I stand out. I get to be the first. So it was very much that sense of wanting to be the best, of wanting to be special, of wanting to stand out. I think that really drove my desire, even at an early age, to always be first, to always be the best. And I recognize that that is not necessarily the most functional or attractive quality to have, but I have to own it, right? It's a part of me. It's a part of who I am. And I suspect that if you're listening to this podcast because you're an entrepreneur, you can probably identify with that too. So really for me, this sense of urgency of needing to accomplish things quickly and get it done and get it out there has always been present. And it remains present even in my coaching career. I think back to when I completed my coach training program and my last class was in January of 2017. And on average, people took a few months to finish up their coursework and take their exams in order to get their certification. Yeah, not me. My course finished in January. It took me a week to finish up all of the final projects. I finished my exam, got my certification in February, and then went on to get my ICF credential in March. I was not messing around. If we were going to do this, we were going to do this. And so again, I brought that same mentality of needing to get things done and needing to be first into my coaching career. So 30 years later, I am still having this attitude of got to get it done, got to be first, don't fall behind. That sense of urgency followed me when I was writing my book as well. And those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while know that I talked about the process of writing my book uh, in episode seven and how I experienced a pretty significant case of writer's block about a month in. I had hit the maybe 25% mark in terms of my word count goal. And then I just stopped. I froze. I couldn't write another word. And it took me over a month to work through that writer's block. But when I think about some of what I was feeling during that time, it was this incredible sense of pressure that I had to finish this book. I had to get my message out. I had to share it with the world. It felt so big and so important that I had to do it. And so again, that sense of pressure was overwhelming and actually inhibited me from making progress on something that was so important to me. And that's a really important concept that I'm going to come back to in a few minutes when we talk about why urgency shows up and why we need to pay attention to it. But again, I want to just share with you that there have been times throughout my entire life where this sense of urgency has pushed me to accomplish and to do more, which on the surface may look great. Uh, on the surface, it may look like, oh, well, no wonder you're accomplishing so much. But the cost of urgency is pretty high because along with getting things done comes a feeling of always rushing, always pushing, always running behind. and that's not a pleasant way to feel. Trust me, it's not a pleasant way to feel. And it's certainly not a great way to feel in your own business. Because as entrepreneurs, we started our own business because we wanted to share 
our talents, our message with the world. And for many of us who identify as spiritual entrepreneurs, this is more than just business for us. This is really our way of showing up as who we are in the world, sharing our deepest self and inspiring and assisting others to do the same. So we have these laudable and lofty aspirations, but when they are married with this sense of pressure and urgency, then it can create a lot of conflict, both externally in our business, but also internally in terms of how we want to show up. And so that's why I think it's so important that we address this concept of urgency now. We see it for what it is, and we develop a way to manage it when it shows up for us, because it will show up for us. As entrepreneurs, we are goal-oriented. We are driven. And when you couple that with the ability to always see new opportunities and areas for growth, that to me is a breeding ground for urgency because we want to accomplish these opportunities that we see possible. And we are so driven and goal-oriented that we want to do it and we want to do it right now. And again, it's that insistency. It's that sense of something requires our immediate attention that creates that sense of urgency. And along with that urgency comes pressure, comes stress, comes tension, and it can really disconnect us from our business and from ourselves. So let's spend a few minutes exploring why urgency happens in the first place. Why is it so important? And there are three things that I want to share with you today about why I think urgency comes up. So the first reason comes back to good old-fashioned FOMO, fear of missing out. Now, a lot of times FOMO is used to describe the feelings we have when we miss out on social events. And I think social media really brings that out. So for example, if we see pictures on Facebook of all of our friends at a party and we're not there, then we feel like, oh my gosh, we've missed out. We're no longer in the club. And it feels very threatening. And that makes sense, right? Again, as human beings, we have evolved to want to be a part of groups in order to stay safe. And so when we see ourselves being left out of a group, then it feels very threatening to us. All of that makes sense. But I want to take this concept of FOMO and apply it within a business context, and particularly with regard to urgency. I think as entrepreneurs, when we see room for opportunity, when we see a possibility emerge, a lot of times we jump to this idea of, oh, I need to take advantage of this. I need to, I need to hop on that opportunity right now because if I don't, then I will miss my opportunity. I will miss out. And what happens if we miss out? Well, then someone else may take that opportunity and maybe they'll have the success that I could have had and so forth and so on. And so all of a sudden, we view this idea we have as inevitable and that if we don't take advantage of it, then someone else will and then we will lose out. So this idea of missing out, I think really comes into play with entrepreneurs when we have all of these opportunities, all of these ideas in front of us, and we feel like we have to act on them now. We have to bring them all out now because if we don't, we're going to miss out and someone else might. Now, for some of us, maybe it's also, if I don't do this now, then think of all the people that I can't support, that I can't serve. I have this great idea and I know that it can change lives and I got to get it out there as soon as possible. And so there can also be a very service-oriented element to this idea of, if I don't do this now, then people are going to miss out. I'm going to miss out. 
And that's actually something I experienced when I launched the second round of a small group program that I have called From Couch to Coach. And it's designed for helpers and healers who are interested in exploring coaching as a way of serving their people. So a lot of times my students have traditionally been therapists, mental health professionals, other helpers and healers, and they're interested in entering the coaching profession. And so I have a small group program that goes into the logistics and the nuts and bolts of how to do that, but also models powerful coaching through hot seat sessions and individual work and all sorts of stuff. It's a great program. And at the time, I had just wrapped up my first cohort, and it went so well. I loved running from couch to couch, and I thought, okay, I need to do this again. There are so many people out there who can benefit from this. I need to get this out there as soon as possible. And so I went into launching it for the second time, and I did all this stuff. I had this five-day challenge, and I had all these videos, and I was going live every day. But I was coming from this place of feeling like I had to put all of this out there. It wasn't necessarily that I wanted to, it was that I felt like I had to. There was an urgency and a pressure behind everything that I was doing. And when that happened, it completely destroyed the energy of the program. Rather than coming from a place of serving and sharing, I was coming from a place that felt pressured and felt forced. And guess what? That launch did not go well at all. I generally run my cohorts with four people, and I did not get four people to run the group that time. And I had to acknowledge the fact that, wow, I had a launch that didn't go well. I had a launch that quote unquote failed. That was really painful. And it forced me to step back and look at what didn't work. And I knew that it wasn't the content because I had already run the group and the content was solid and my students got a lot from it. So it wasn't content and it wasn't me. You know, I had a lot of faith in myself as a coach and as a teacher, and I'd gotten great feedback from the people in that first round. So when I could separate myself and when I could separate the content, then I realized it had to do with the energy of the launch. And the energy of the launch was rooted in a sense of urgency and pressure. And whether I meant for it to happen or not, that sense of urgency pervaded everything that I put forth with regard to this program. And I went back and watched some of my videos and I went back and read some of my Facebook posts and my Instagram posts. And I could see the tendrils of urgency kind of spreading through all of it. And that was a very valuable lesson for me. It was a hard lesson. It was a painful one but it's one that has stayed with me because now I know that when I make an offer, whether it's individual coaching, whether it's my group program, whether it's a course, I want to always be clear about the energy that I am bringing to it. And when I am operating from a state of urgency, the energy that I bring to my offer is constrictive, it's limiting, and it doesn't feel good. And if it doesn't feel good to me, it's not going to feel good to the people that I want to bring in. And so that's why I think as entrepreneurs, it's particularly important to be aware of when and how and why urgency shows up. So part of it is because of that fear of missing out, whether it's us missing out on opportunity or whether it's the people we want to serve missing out on accessing all that we have to give. That fear of missing out is a really powerful motivator behind that sense of urgency. 
The second reason that comes up for me around why urgency shows up gets right to the heart of many of our fears, and that is this idea of worthiness. Am I worthy? Am I enough? Am I good enough to show up in the world as who I really am and be all that I'm capable of being? When I am working with my individual coaching clients, this idea of worthiness comes up every single time with every single client. On some level, there is a concern or a belief that they don't have what it takes to be successful or that there is something deficient or flawed in them that holds them back. It's this idea that they're not worthy of success, they're not worthy of acceptance, or they're not worthy of love. And when we think about the internal blocks that keep us from achieving everything we're capable of in our business and our life, those internal blocks are so often rooted in a sense of feeling unworthy or unlovable. And for me, when I notice a sense of urgency come up, it's often because there is this idea of needing to prove myself or prove my worth. That's certainly what was going on for fourth grade Lee when she needed to be the first person to turn in her test. Look at how worthy I am. Not only did I finish this test and do it well, but I did it faster than everyone else. I must be okay. And so that sense of wanting to be enough, wanting to be worthy, oftentimes is underneath this sense of urgency. So that if there is a book I want to write, a podcast I want to create, something within me that I want to share with the world, there's this pressure to do it and to do it right now because then, then I'll be enough. Then that will validate me. And so a lot of the personal work that I've had to do in my own coaching journey has been acknowledging that I need no external validation, that my sense of worthiness, of value is inherent to my humanity. There is nothing that I need to do or say or be to prove my worth because my mere existence is sufficient. And so is yours. So is everyone's that we are given the gift of value and worth simply by being alive. There's nothing we need to do to prove that. We are entitled to it because we are here. Every single person on this planet has an inherent sense of worthiness, and that's not something that we need to prove or justify. And so when that sense of urgency comes up and this idea of you have to do this, you have to do more, you have to be more, because then you'll be okay, then we counteract that by reminding ourselves that, no, I'm okay because I'm okay. I have worth because I am a human being and all human beings have value and that is enough. Okay. So we've talked about two of the reasons why I think urgency shows up. The first was this idea of fear of missing out. And the second is enoughness or worthiness needing to prove our worth or prove our importance in the world. So the third reason why I think urgency comes up might surprise you a little bit because the two we've talked about so far, FOMO and worthiness, tend to come from a place of scarcity or lack. This third reason actually comes from a place of abundance, and it's that urgency shows us what really matters. It helps us identify what's important to us. So I actually like to kind of reframe it 
as a bellwether for our values. So for example, I had a sense of urgency around creating this podcast. And I've wanted to create a podcast for years. I signed up for courses about how to create a podcast like two years ago. And yet I also knew that I wasn't quite ready to push play yet. I was still developing my concept and what I wanted to talk about. And yet there was still this strong sense of urgency. I knew, Lee, make that podcast, do it, put it out there. And when I checked in with that sense of urgency and that sense of pressure, one of the things that was revealed to me was just how important it was for me to share my message with the world and to do so in order to serve others. That if I could use my knowledge, my training, and my experience to benefit others, to help them on their path of spiritual entrepreneurship, then I would be living into my highest, fullest self. And that felt so important to me. And I knew that podcasting was a means of accomplishing that. And so the urgency was helping me identify my core values, service, connection, joy, and love. All of those would be expressed through podcasting. And they have been, they already are being expressed right now in this moment through podcasting. And I knew that. And that's what urgency was trying to share. It was trying to let me know just how important this was to me. And so when I was able to reframe urgency in that way, it helped me clarify my values. It helped me recognize exactly what mattered most. So we've covered what urgency is, what it looks like and feels like, when it might show up, and why it shows up. So now let's talk about what to do about it. How can we navigate through urgency when it shows up? And for me, there's three steps that I like to follow. It starts first with acknowledging that the urgency is there. So before we can do anything about it, we need to call it forth and recognize when and how it's showing up in our lives. So for me, a lot of times I will notice some precursors to urgency and for better or for worse, I notice that when I come off a period of downtime, so after I have wrapped up something I've been working on and I allow myself some rest and restoration, that's when urgency starts to creep in. And I will notice just a little bit of a sense of, "Mm, Lee, you're not being productive. Uh, Lee, there's more to be done. And so it's not full on do this and do this now, but I start noticing just a little bit of discomfort around where I'm at in my business. Things might start to feel a little static. And when they feel static, that's often when urgency shows up for me. I also know what urgency feels like physically in my body. I will start to feel my shoulders tense and I have a sense of just kind of this low level frenetic energy, like this little buzz. And it just feels kind of uncomfortable. I feel antsy. I feel irritable. And that also sometimes shows up in my relationships. So maybe I get a little snappish with my husband or with my children. Maybe I'm a little short-tempered. I'm not reaching out to my friends like I normally do. I start kind of withdrawing and not from a good place. You know, sometimes it feels really good to pull yourself back and have some alone time and some time for reflection. That's not what this feels like. This feels like I'm being pulled in or sucked in and I get lost in that state of kind of frenetic energy. 
For me, that is definitely a sign that urgency is starting to show up. And then I can usually link it with something I feel like I should be doing or something I should be feeling, a way I should be. And it's often linked to what's not present, what's lacking, what am I missing, what do I need to be taking advantage of. The minute I start thinking in those terms, aha, there's urgency. And so step one is acknowledging when urgency comes up and being aware of how it shows up, whether physically, emotionally, relationally, what it looks like when that sense of urgency comes up for you. So once I've acknowledged urgency and I've called it into the light, then the second step is to ask what it's trying to tell me. And so those of you who've listened to the podcast before know that I tend to have a lot of conversations with the emotions that come up. Uh, I believe back in episode five, when I talk about intuitive decision making, I mentioned having a conversation with your fear and asking your fear what it wants you to know. Well, I have a very similar conversation with urgency. I know that it's there for a reason. I know that it has something to share with me, something it wants me to know. And so much as I do when I have a conversation with my fear, I will slow myself down. I will ground myself and center myself. And then I will connect with urgency and ask it, what are you trying to tell me? What is so important that you need to get my attention this way? Oftentimes, it's telling me something about my own internal state, how I'm feeling about myself. If there's a lot of proving energy that accompanies the sense of urgency, then I know that I've got some feelings of worthiness or enoughness that I need to work through. Or sometimes maybe it's simply saying, this is really importantly, this matters so deeply, do not let this escape your attention. Um, so again, it can come from a place of lack, but it can also come from a place of abundance. And that's why it's really important to connect with it and figure out what is it trying to tell you? What does it want you to know? Once you have your answer, then it's time for the third and final step, which I like to think of as the antidote. So what is the antidote to urgency? What helps calm down that frenetic sense of having to do more or be more right now? And for me, the antidote to urgency is ease. It's approaching my work with a sense of flow and gentleness so that when I am able to show up from a place of wanting things to flow naturally and of supporting that natural flow, then I find it turns the volume down on urgency. So what does it look like for me to show up with a state of ease? Well, it starts with centering myself. So it starts with some grounding meditation to bring myself into deeper alignment with myself and with spirit. And then I ask myself a few questions. First and foremost, ease feels good. Ease feels natural and comfortable. So the first question is, what feels good or what would feel good right now? If this is really important to me, how can I approach this in a way that feels good? And a lot of times that also means bringing in some fun. Urgency can oftentimes feel dire, life or death, so vital, like we have to get this done. It's, it's so important. Do it right now. And I think if we can temper that with, Hey, what would be a fun way to do this? How can I bring some joy 
and some liveliness into the experience by tapping into the joy we are able to combat some of the pressure and insistence that accompanies urgency. So for me, tapping into ease means finding the fun and approaching it from a state of gentle, compassionate curiosity, wondering what's possible. What would it be like if I took this step or if I took this action and approaching it not from a sense of feeling compelled or like I have to do something, but from a place of, ooh, I want to do this. And wouldn't it be fun to try this out? So a little hack that I've developed for myself is that when I'm noticing a sense of urgency, I flip into scientist mode and I start treating what I'm doing as if it's an experiment. And I ask myself, okay, so what hypothesis am I testing here? What am I looking for? What can I observe? And in doing so, it offers a little bit of detachment from the experience so that I'm not so caught up in the results, but instead I'm getting really curious about the process. And it just brings the intensity level down a bit and it leaves room for me to explore, to be curious and to have some fun. So for me, part of approaching my work with a sense of ease means approaching it with curiosity and treating everything as if it's an experiment. Because then no matter what happens, whether I get the result I expect, whether I get a result that exceeds my expectations, or if maybe things don't go the way I planned, it's all just data for this experiment. And then I can go back and tweak certain variables in order to get the outcome that's more desired. It really takes the pressure off. So that pressure that comes with that sense of urgency and gives me room to move and to grow. So now that we've really fully explored urgency, what it is, why it is, and what we can do about it, I think it's time for the make it work moment. The make it work moment is brought to you by my book, Act on Your Business, Braving the Storms of Entrepreneurship and Creating Success Through Meaning, Mindset, and Mindfulness. You can learn more about Act On Your Business at its website, actonyourbusiness.com, or you can head over to Amazon where it's available in paperback and Kindle. And I suspect that once you read this book, you are going to see that the strategies I outline in that book around building a business based in meaning, mindset, and mindfulness will really help you combat any urgency that comes up as you're working in your business. This book is definitely a great counterpart to the work that we're doing today all around urgency. So I hope you pick up a copy and I would love to know your thoughts about it. So your make it work moment this week is pretty simple. It's to apply what we've talked about today, the next time that you feel a sense of urgency in your business and your life. So I want you to think about what it feels like in your body when you are experiencing that sense of needing to do something and needing to do it right this moment. Notice what it feels like. Notice the thoughts and feelings that come up for you. And then move into the three-step process of first acknowledging that the urgency is there, noticing what's going on in the moment. Second is asking, what is urgency trying to tell you right now? What is so important that it needs you to know? And then the third piece is applying your antidote. And I shared with you that my antidote is ease. And if that works for you, then I want you to take it and run with it. But I would also encourage you to explore what antidote 
will work best for you. What is the antithesis of urgency in your life? What does it look like? What does it feel like? How does it show up for you? And how can you make more space for that in your life? Once you've had a chance to apply this three-step process in your own life, I would love to hear about your experiences with it. The best way to do that is to come find me over in the Work Your Inner Wisdom Facebook group. So if you head to my website, workyourinnerwisdom.com, you can click on community and that'll take you straight to the Facebook group. So if you're not already a member, you can request to join today and join in the discussion. Every week I post an episode thread where we can dive even deeper into the content of each episode. And it's also a great place to come and ask questions and seek support from other spiritually minded entrepreneurs like you. So again, head over to workyourinnerwisdom.com and click on community to join the Facebook group. You can find more information about this episode at the show notes page, which is at workyourinnerwisdom.com slash 11. That's the number 11. And if you enjoyed this episode, if you found it particularly helpful, then I hope you will share it with a friend or colleague. You can send them to the website, workyourinnerwisdom.com, or you can just let them know it's available wherever they choose to listen to their podcasts. We really are everywhere. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, SoundCloud. I mean, you name it, I'm trying to get the podcast there. And if it's not on a platform that you prefer, let me know so I can get it there. As always, I want to thank you for joining me for this episode of the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. It's an honor to have you here. I can't wait to connect with you over in the Facebook community. And until then, remember to let your inner wisdom lead the way. 